0: Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode 94 of my podcast for July 21st, 2010. My guest today is a returning guest. He is Bob Miller. He is the executive director of the Shingo Prize for Operational Excellence. At the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. In the podcast today, Bob and I talk as a follow-up to my interview with Dr. Stephen Covey, which you can hear by going to leanblog.org/slash 91. Bob talks in more detail about how Dr. Covey became involved with the Shingo Prize uh, and what some of the hopes are for his future participation both as a professor at the Huntsman School, and ongoing participation with the Shingo Prize. So, as always, I want to thank you for listening. It's good to talk to you again, Bob.
1: Thanks, Mark. I'm glad to be able to be here with you.
0: And we're we're talking to follow up uh, last week's, well, as we were recording this, last week's Shingo Prize conference, which um, I participated in, and uh, it was a very exciting conference, and uh, people may have um, heard of the involvement of Dr. Stephen Covey, both in the Shingo Prize and with um, the John Huntsman School uh, of Business at Utah State University. And I was so fortunate to talk with Dr. Covey back in podcast 91. And so now, Bob, it's a chance for us to chat um, and, you know, and hear um, your perspective on uh, Dr. Covey getting involved with Utah State with the Shingo Prize. Um, you know, what some of the background and, and your views are on that.
1: Oh, Thank you. I, I love to talk about this because I've learned so much from Dr. Covey over many years and been privileged in the past 12 months to have really had an opportunity to get to know him quite well. And uh, yeah, I would love to share your list with your listeners a little bit of his story about how he became uh, interested in us and um, how that sort of spilled over into our understanding of how to approach uh, operational excellence. So we invite we we've been inviting Dr. Covey for years and years um, to speak at our conference, but he is really hard to get to to get to make a commitment because he charges so much money for his for his speeches, and without some kind of a relationship or a contact, it just wasn't happening. And so last year, uh, in preparation for our conference in Nashville, uh, we contacted him again, and through some I, I almost think of his divine providence. Through some miracle, he, um, he the people who manage his schedule said, well, if um, if we can find some other reason for him to be at or near Nashville, Tennessee, on the day before or the day after your conference, we'll be happy to have him speak. Otherwise, he may be able to do some kind of a video connection for a few minutes. So we <laughs> we started, you know trying to think of everything we could think of find some company who'd be willing to pay you know the money required to get him to come and out of the blue about 10 days before the conference a large company in knoxville tennessee had a cancellation of a speaker a major conference and he and they called him and asked him if he would come and of course he accepted called us and said we'd like to be there is the invitation still open (laughs) so i mean it couldn't have been more perfect so his He came to our conference and spent an evening with us, was our keynote speaker last year, and it was just enough exposure on his part to our work and our principles of operational excellence and our model that he was very interested. So a week after the conference was over, we got a call from his office and said, Dr. Covey would like to meet with you. Would you be willing to come up and spend some time with him to talk about the shingle price? So of course we um, we dropped everything we had and and uh, went up to his office and um, and he was very kind to spend several hours with us and um, it was it was almost like a match made in heaven from the very beginning his 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 focus, dr. covey's focus is for his entire life has been dedicated to building principle-centered individuals, to really helping leaders become better leaders by, um, by taking correct principles. And, of course, he would say all of the principles that are connected with the seven habits are the, the core of his life's work. He's, he certainly added a lot of work to that over the years. But those principles that are connected with the seven habits, and his life's purpose has been to get those inside of people, and then when they're deep inside of them, then they come out in their behaviors as, um, as principle-centered leaders. So in our work, we, were, we have been thinking about the principles of operational excellence and wanting to make sure the Shingle Prize was, was creating principle-centered organizations. When he described his work and his process, it occurred to us that we're trying to do exactly the same thing. Him on a personal level and us on an organizational level. And so it just um, you know the way in which he was accomplishing it and the importance with which he which he placed on it was exactly the same way in which we were approaching building organizations. because just like leaders, in order to be a sustainable leader, you know that really is transformational in the places where he or she works, it has to be more than just superficial. And the same thing with implementing lean. It has to be more than superficial. It can't just be you know using a few tools or having a program or you know one or two people who are trying to you know make something happen. It has to be deep inside of the organization, just like the principles of life have to be deep inside of a leader. So so that's really what gave us the inspiration about saying, you know what, we're really building a culture based on principles of operational excellence. And then from there we were able to just link in all of our work on systems that drive that are aligned with principles and tools that are that are enabling the system and the result of all of that helping to achieve results. And then of course in our model we talk about how the results affirm the correctness of the principles.
0: So, And, and for people who, who might not have seen um, what, what you're referring to as um, the Shingo Prize model and illustration, I mean, people can find that pretty easily if they go to ShingoPrize.org and, and see that model that's built upon those levels you're talking about, right? Right, right, exactly right.
1: Yeah, so in the center of all of that is culture. And so when he talks about, Dr. Covey often talks about inside out and um, and inside out refers to what I just described of a leader and when you're trying to drive the culture of an organization what we say what we learn from him is sort of the the converse we've said in it, it's it works one at a when you're working one at a time to transform it works to get the principles inside of one person then they come out but most leaders of organizations are trying to influence and align hundreds if not thousands of workers and employees all with different backgrounds, different cultures. So we talk about is that as is outside in, the process for that. So it's outside in meaning it's the alignment and the execution every day of systems that reinforce the principles using good tools. That's the outside influence that people experience when they come to work every day. And when you experience it enough, over a long enough period of time it trans it changes your attitudes and your attitudes influence behaviors and your behaviors define the culture so right. it's a way to create a sustainable transformation around lean and uh, he, uh, we were really happy this year in his in his uh, teaching he used our model extensively in his uh, in his speaking and he kept coming back to it from his own work and that was very reassuring and very affirming right. of the correctness of where we're going with it.
0: So in the interim between uh, Nashville in 2009 and the Salt Lake City Conference here in 2010, um, for people who saw the preview videos before this year's conference, uh, Dr. Covey uh, had a, a featured role, and he certainly featured uh, quite prominently within the conference in, in terms of um, his talk, his keynote, his events, um, participating in handing out um, the Shingo Prize medallions and, um, and prize. Um, so what, can, can you tell us a little bit about what transpired and uh, his role um, with the business school at Utah State? Well, yes. He, um, Dr. Covey, we began
1: engaging uh, the Shingo Prize staff with his, he and his staff. Trying to understand better the points of synergy between his work and our work and look for ways that we could complement and support each other as we went forward, both with research and with communications and networks. And um, during the course of doing all of that, he became, uh, we introduced him to the Dean of the Business School, the John Huntsman School of Business. And it turns out that Dr. Covey is a very close personal friend with John Huntsman. And so we got them talking with each other about the business school and about their collective commitment to the business school. And um, one thing led to another, and there was an invitation, or um, I guess you would call it an invitation to um, for Dr. Covey to become the first holder of the John Huntsman Presidential Chair in Leadership at the Huntsman School of Business. And um, he was honored to accept that. So now Dr. Covey is a full-tenured professor at Utah State University holding this honorary chair and um, uh, is committed in a very significant way to the success of the business school. And that, of course, you know, just adds value to our work with him through the shingle prize so that was a very significant thing and we're we're very proud to have him associated with the uh, with utah state university in that capacity so it's deepened his commitment to us um his team worked very closely with us to make sure that you know they were all what he said at our conference this year was in perfect harmony with our message and um what, you know, it's it's so interesting, what Dr. Covey normally does when he speaks is he doesn't really have the time to spend much more than just the actual presentation when he travels someplace. and right. in, in this case, he spent, you know, four hours the evening before he spoke, he came mm-hmm. back the next morning, made the keynote presentation, had a luncheon with a group of people who wanted to spend some private time with him and then he came back and participated in a reception that we had for the recipient companies and their employees and then he wanted very much to be a part of the award ceremony and of course we were honored and we knew people would be honored to shake his hand and take their pictures with him and so he really devoted a day and a half of his time um to be with us and boy it was really a it was really a, a boost in a privilege for people who get to be around him you experienced it mark you know it's just he he, it's an uplifting experience when he looks you in the eye and talks to you because you feel his personal connection with you even though he may not know you from um, anybody else
0: yeah no you're right I I, I felt that um, very strongly when when I was chatting with him um, you know as as some people would say you know he's seemed very present you know that you know he's looking in the eye and that you were you know, he was talking to you, and you were the most important person to him right then at that moment, and that's, yeah. uh, that
1: was very neat. I think it's those attributes that enable him to meet with presidents of countries all over the world. We were talking with some people who run the Shingle Prize down in Mexico, and you know, and they were discussing with him the possibility of someday him coming down to Mexico to share his message with their, our conference down there and his his response was, oh, well, I really need to get down to see President, you know, uh, is it Col- Called, Col- Calderon. Yeah. Calderon? Yeah. Calderon. You know, and he said, oh, I really need to get down to spend some time with him. Could you coordinate it with my trip? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's just the kind of impact that the man has around the world. Yeah, And and
0: so, um, and, and, and well, one other thing I was going to say, he was there um, talking about setting an example um, of continuous learning he I know sat in on ritsu shingo's uh keynote and um so uh, you know he he was there not just for Yeah,
1: oh yeah. Yeah, and he has great respect for Mr. Shingo and and um so he he is continuously learning and and uh he made a personal contact with lots of people who who I know felt um edified yeah. because of having spent a few minutes with him. So it was great. We were really really pleased to have an affiliation with him and um, for the insight that we gain from him. You know, he, he he does offer current insights about our work, but perhaps more important than anything, it's pointed us towards his life work and the body of knowledge that's represented in his thinking that's really caused us to, I think, have new insights about how to create sustainable cultural transformation around lean.
0: and and so now you know dr covey is involved and and i assume will continue to be involved with the shingo prize i I thought we could shift conversation a little bit to talk about uh you know the the philosophical connections and alignment between you know principle focused leadership um seven habits and i guess including the eighth habit um and and maybe some of the experiences i know you and i have both talked to people um whose companies have used management training based around Dr. Covey's principles in conjunction with lean. So I was wondering if you could share some thoughts on
1: that. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing to me um, how many people, both in the military and in the private sector, um, and I would say almost particularly in the military, when I'm when I'm at a base or a depot, you know, they'll open up their drawer and they'll pull out their stack of little cards and they'll say, oh, yeah, this is the stuff that uh, – this is that guides our our philosophy and our thinking, and here's our leadership creed, and it comes from Dr. Covey, and you know they've all taken classes, and corporations through multiple generations of leaders continue to teach and reinforce um, Dr. Covey's basic principle-centered leadership work, and um, it, I mean, it really is impactful. It really is imp- impactful. People, I, I think. I think what does it, what makes it so, is because he's focusing on principles. And when you focus on principles, um, people identify with them because, as he uses the words, uh, a principle is universal, timeless, and self evident. And there aren't very many things in life that you can talk with people about that are universally understood and that are timeless and that are inarguable because they're self-evident. So when you talk about correct principles that govern you know, human behavior or cultural transformation or operational excellence, they're really powerful and people connect with them, and they're transformed. It's like you know, how many people do you know, Mark, and I know, and probably many of your listeners do as well, who've experienced this for themselves? When you get involved in this work, it becomes personally transformational. It's not just work. It becomes part of who you are, and you take it home with you, and it becomes part of your life. And I think it's because we're connecting with universal principles that are true that really drive the way we think. And when we think about that, if we're trying to create sustainable, improvement in companies what better way to do it than to focus around the things that that become transformational in people's lives you know it, for them to take their work home with them you know and and incorporate these principles of operational excellence into per, their personal lives yeah. and you couldn't ask for a, a better cultural embeddedness And so, so we, we, I think that's why people connect with Dr. Covey. I think that's why everywhere we go with this message that is um, connected and touches his message, people resonate with it. And they say that feels right. It just feels right to them. And they know that continuing to go down the, You know, the tool oriented, the programmatic orientation that they've done for years, they know that it doesn't work. They know from their own experience and their own hearts that it's not the way to create sustainable change. And so we really feel like the work that we're doing is so important, and um, we're anxious to, you know, to touch as many corporations and individuals as we can with this message.
0: Well, and there there will be future um, opportunities to do so. Um, uh, looking ahead to next year's conference, it's actually less than twelve months away. There's there's yeah, a day it's, change it's, than the usual timeline, right, for two thousand
1: eleven. Yeah. So we we will no doubt um, um, continue our our relationship with him. I just wrote a thank you note to him today, and as I as I expressed my appreciation to him, I realized how how much. I've been impacted by my brief affiliation with him personally. And um so we we look forward to next year. I think probably you know we we won't be as fortunate next year to get as much of his time as we did this year. This was a gift that we that we um that we will probably um, always appreciate and never be able to replicate, but I'm sure that he's going to continue to want to have some kind of a role in our in our um, organization going forward and and of course, we'll be honored um, to do that. Yeah,
0: and and looking ahead to 2011, uh, next year's conference will be uh, in Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky in in March. Correct?
1: That's correct. Yeah, the end of March. Uh, we we moved it back this year um, into May because we wanted to do it when our university was finished. And since the conference was right just 60 miles from our university, we wanted our faculty and staff to be able to participate in the conference as well. And the semester ended um, the week before the conference began. Um, when we're away from here, it has uh, less of an impact. And um, and we also, by moving it into May when we did this year, we, we ran up against um, the American Society for Quality ASQ conference. And there's many people from ASQ who are members there who, who would like to be able to participate in our conference and they were just too close to each other to be able to do that so moving it moving it um, forward a little bit in the year will enable uh, their participation as well
0: well that's good and uh, it was uh, a real pleasure uh, to have more of the students around um, really bright bunch and um, a couple of times that I've uh, spoken to them via the internet and their lean leaders club and, and been on campus for uh, the operational, the, the, the partners in business operational excellence right, event. I've right, always right. been impressed with the Utah State students. Always very enjoyable group to be around. Oh, thank you, Mark. That's
1: it. we really are blessed to be affiliated with the university. There's something about the environment of a university, the the mission of a university, the the spirit of young people that are so eager to learn, and um, that really makes it a a great place to work. And we we really value having them. Uh, as sort of members of our staff, mostly mostly volunteer members of our staff, eager to get experience that uh, helps them to understand the context for their work a little bit more.
0: Okay. And, um, well, I want to thank you, Bob, for sharing uh, you know, some of the background and, and story and perspectives there on, on the Shingo Prize and, and Dr. Covey. Um, maybe one final thing, if you can share, for people, organizations that are interested in the Shingo Prize process. Um, what, what's the best way for them to uh, to learn more? Would you say?
1: Well, if you go to ShingoPrize.org, org, um, there's a there's a, a a drop down where I think it's in the about us category that says model and guidelines. Uh, click the model and guidelines, and and that that has there's two pieces to that. The first half is the model itself that describes. The principles and the transformational process, which is the principal systems and tools model, and then the second half of it is the actual guideline itself, which describes how to make application, um, how to create an achievement report, what the criteria will be for the assessment, how the the assessment team does mm-hmm. their work, and it's it's all very clearly communicated in there. But it's on the website under model and guidelines. It's the guideline section. Okay, great. So.
0: Uh, again, I want to thank uh, my guest today, Bob Miller, Executive Director of the Shingo Prize for Operational Excellence. Thanks for taking time out to talk today. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.